worthy to be praised. He is definitely worthy to be adored. We just want to thank God in the midst of a perverse generation. Right now, in the mighty anointed name of Jesus, we just pray for those who are going through trouble, um, mental health, um, things of that sort. Some of you are going through the same struggles uh, time and time again. Uh, some of you right now are going through the same things that daddy went through, that mama went through, that grandmama probably went through. And you're thinking about how I'm, a, how I'm a, um, in the name of Jesus come through this thing and you're looking for a point of reference in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. Uh, and I've been saying this to myself and I've been saying this to a lot of people that I come in contact with. If you don't want to be like uh, someone in the ancestry, then just make different decisions. Now, it sounds simple. It does. <laughs> but it's sometimes it's not that simple when the enemy is, keeps coming and coming and coming. I want you to know right now in the name of Jesus, not for this in my spirit. If you've been going through a battle in your mind, if you've been going through a battle in your flesh, if you've been going through a battle in your finance, and sometimes we're going through a battle in our finance, it's not because we can't earn money. Sometimes we mentally, a shaka, we're trapped the way we feel like we don't deserve money. We don't deserve happiness. We don't deserve peace. We don't deserve joy. We don't deserve benefits. We don't deserve uh, insurance. We don't deserve rebo shaka, a good teeth, a good health. Uh, we don't deserve, and, di and different things, just a normal, everyday person have. We don't deserve a good family, a good, yes, you do, honey, you do deserve a good family. You do deserve insurance. You do deserve children that love you. You do deserve a, a husband or a, a wife. Or you do deserve a shakar to come out of your misery and out of your pain. And right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, sometimes people struggle with different things. You know, sometimes you say in the name of Jesus that uh, daddy or mama had to work hard so I can go to college and make it. But sometimes I do believe that, but also I do believe this, that sometimes there are certain demons and certain trappings and certain things that perhaps mama or daddy fought with him and had to fight back and do the things. Sometimes they fought them demons for us and for you, for you don't have to fight them. Oh, boy, you didn't get what I just said in the name of you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes mama and daddy fought alcoholism for you don't have to fight it. Sometimes mom and daddy fought debt, so you don't have to do it. Sometimes your parents might have went through a divorce, so you don't have to do it now. Sometimes in the name of Jesus, they may have struggled with um, a drug addiction, might have struggled with mental health issues, might have struggled in the name of Jesus just to make ends meet. They might have struggled with perhaps apartment living or different things that they, they didn't want you to do it. They didn't want you to struggle with it. Perhaps they may have struggled with different things in their life. They may have went through different things. Maybe Perhaps somebody might have sold some drugs. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Perhaps somebody made a made a mistake and sold some drugs or joined a gang or did different things that perhaps maybe you now don't have to get involved in those different trappings in your life. Mm -hmm. But they ain't going to tell you that in the church pews. They ain't going to tell you nothing like that. Sometimes they want you just to shout and dance and just act like everything is all right. No, everything ain't all right all the time, player. It, uh, just because somebody is shouting and dancing and, and knocking over pews doesn't mean that they're, all, they're healthy in their body. 
It doesn't mean that they're healthy in their marriage. It doesn't mean that they, everything is going well with them. But the Bible says, blessed are at all times and let his praise continually be in your mouth. So we're going to do it regardless. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus regardless of what we're going through. I heard somebody praising God right now. Man, somebody, somebody praising God. I heard, I heard somebody. I don't know how they on. I'm, on. I'm supposed to be the only one in here, but I don't know. Man, I woke up the children or something. I don't know what's going on. But God bless you in the name of Jesus. I want to show you something in the word of God that freaked me out. Um, and it's in that saying, if you was with me earlier, I was in the book of Mark chapter 3. I'm going to go back over there. Because guess what? There is a word. Oh my God. I feel this in my spirit to say to somebody, if the devil's been fighting you, baby, if the devil's been fighting you since birth, you're on the brink of something great. You're on the brink of something amazing. You just got to break out of your shell. You just got to break out of your, your, I should, it's going to sound crazy. I'm going to say it anyway. You just going to have to break out of your DNA. Habu Shekarabaha. You gonna have to hear my shit, hey my ha. You gonna have to break. I'm gonna have to write that down. You gonna have to break out of your DNA. Uh huh. DNA tells you that well, you know, you have to act a particular way because that's how you know the parents act. You have to act a particular way because that's how your deacon, your bishop, or your DNA, how you was raised and where you was born, how you was brought up. Some of you right now are on the brink of something glorious. But you got to break out of DNA. And I hear the Lord saying this. And he possibly could be talking to me. He could be, it's going it, to give me one year of consistent living. And I'll break you out of it. Shama. But you're going to have to choose carefully your next steps. And the only way to choose carefully your next steps is... To know that your steps are ordered by the Lord. Now watch this. Now watch this. Because, see, when we read the Bible, we see people going through all kinds of different things in their lives. We see people, man, we see people going through. These people, Genesis, through Malachi, these people are going through hell in some situations. Everything is now peachy and, and, and nice and rosy. and They ain't sitting on padded pews with lights and flickering and praise teams coming out with nice outfits on and saxophones playing and pianos playing and air-conditioned things and folks serving coffee and tea and everything is just so glorious. Hallelujah. No. These people be going through some hell in the situation. Even in the New Testament, when you see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you get slid over to the book of Acts, these folks ain't going through, these folks are going through some circumstances that you, you and I perhaps couldn't handle. I know you can handle it because you ain't got it. <laughs> I'm telling you, baby, if you got it, you can handle it. I hear the Lord saying this to somebody. Uh, and I might be able to preach this. I'm going to have to come back and preach, preach this on another situation. Because I hear the Lord saying this. Some of you right now, you got a wife that you think you can't handle. But if, but if she's yours, you can handle it. You got some children right now that you don't think you can handle. You got a job right now you don't think you can do. You got a career right now you're saying, I don't know. You, you're in college right now you're saying, I don't, I don't, I might have to drop out of this one. You're in some situations right now that seems impossible 
it seems overwhelming. It seems like in the name of Jesus that you're not going to make it. It seems like in the name of Jesus that you want to give up. You want to throw in a towel. You want to say, I don't know, Lord. You might have had the wrong guy. Lord, you may be saying in a situation where you're saying, Lord, this ain't my church. This ain't my state. This ain't my city. These ain't my, this ain't my family. You're in a situation right now, boy. You just feel all messed up. But watch this. If you in a situation like that right now, the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, you're in a perfect place to see. You're in a perfect place now to see the manifestation. You got to write something on something. The manifestation of the glory of God. Now we not going to see the Lord already, I might have to just freestyle this one. I'll be back again to give you my Mark chapter 3 later on in the night with, uh, with a new shirt. I was playing with another uh, free one thing. It's the same uh, episode. Listen, you're in a perfect place right now to see the manifestation. And some of you who listen to me on podcasts, if you're listening to podcast, you got to go to Spotify podcast. You got to go to Apple podcast or whatever you get yours from. Even some of you may be able to get on a YouTube channel. Um, uh, maybe even on TikTok, we got little videos out there the way we want to, um, in the name of Jesus, bless you in any way we can. Uh, Anyway, want to get the word out is Jalo Ministries, and on the podcast is just straight up Jalo Ministries. Podcast is just straight up. You see a man there with praying hands. It ain't me. It looked like me, but it ain't me. But it's a gentleman that we use it that he prays in the name of Jesus, and we thank him for that. But um, so Google it. Um, books out there, and uh, author Tim McAvey Lee. Um, on Amazon, um, Kindle and Amazon.com and also on uh, bars and those online bookstore, different things we try to do because <clears throat> we don't want to race the talent that God has given us. No, God gave man five, gave another man three, gave another man one. Uh, we believe in it. And then one man had added on to his other talent, five more other man added on to his talent, be three more. The other gentleman had one talent. He didn't do nothing with it, buried in the earth. We don't be like that, man. Mm-mm. I don't want to be have to stand before God and say, well, I'm going to say, Lord, well, I was fighting. <laughs> uh, some days we fight, we lose. Some days we fight, we win. But at the ultimate battle, the war is going to be won by you. Listen to me right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's some of you right now. And you're going through a lot of mess up here. And that's why I want to tell you that's where the battle was at up here. Because there's some of you right now, you won't believe how many people are going through a struggle. Uh, people who big with big homes, big cars, people with small homes, small cars, people with living in the in, in the mansions, people living in the hood, people living people going through all kind of different stuff because they're going through all kind of different struggles. And what the trick of the enemy is, he wants everybody to start fighting against one another. Hallelujah. But that's not how we defeat the enemy. We don't defeat the enemy by fighting one another. We defeat the enemy by coming together and fighting him. The enemy wants to isolate you, isolate you and box you in. But some of you right now, I hear the Lord saying this, you have to start using the resources that God has given you to defeat the enemy. You're in a perfect place right now. 
Hallelujah. You're in a perfect place to give God glory. You're in a perfect place to give him the glory. Because listen, glory to God. Whew, I feel this. Did you know that when those boys were in that fiery furnace, those Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel, that they were in a perfect place when they was put in that fiery furnace? They were in a perfect place to see the manifestation of the glory of God. Did you know right now in the name of Jesus that when Daniel was in the lion's den, he was in a perfect place to see the manifestation of the glory of God? Did you know when Lazarus was in the grave for four days and when he was in a perfect place, some of you right now have experienced death. I'm not talking about physical death. I'm talking about death of your faith. Death of your attendance in church, the death of your marriage, death in your ministry, death in your finance, death of rebel shock, even in just happiness and laughter and joy. You just seen death around you. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, you're in a perfect place to see the manifestation of the glory of God. It matters how you see these things, because right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Lord is saying to you right now, now it's my turn to show up in your life and show you why I am God. I love it. I love it because what the devil meant for evil. God is going to turn it around for your good. And I will give you the word of the Lord tonight. I have to give you this word with that. I want to show you something in the book of Mark chapter 3. That freaked me. And. I, whew. <laughs> Mark chapter 3. And around verse number 9. Let me show you something real quick. Let me just give you a word on what I'm saying. It says in verse 9, it says this. And he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. Now, he was preaching, he was teaching, and there were so many people out there. And, of course, he, you know, sometimes you can get trampled, you know, and they might throng him. So watch what happened. This is Jesus. Now, watch what happened now. For he had healed many. Just Jesus Christ. Here's what he did. He had healed many in such a much that they pat, they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. They All they wanted to do was touch him. They had plagues. My God. I hear the Lord saying this. I, I'm not here to talk about vaccines to get it or not to get it. But I do know that we have a plague. And not just a plague of COVID, but we have a affliction. We have a plague, maybe of a, a, a heart disease. Some maybe we got a plague of, or somebody might tonight is addicted to opioids. Somebody tonight is addicted to depression. Somebody tonight is addicted to memories of their ex. Somebody tonight, in the name of Jesus, can't just let it go. Somebody right now, in the name of Jesus, is addicted to a plague, an affliction of different things is going on. But I want you to know right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if you can just find someone that was able to touch and agree with you in the name of Jesus. My brother, have you not figured out yet? That is me. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you can just touch my hand as I'm touching this screen. 
Touch it, baby. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Touch it, man of God. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Touch it right now. If you want to be the healed and delivered and set free, if I still be a man of God, then that shall happen for you. You're going to be healed of that plague tonight. For the manifestation of the glory of God. Let me show you something else. So, they, 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 they wanted to touch him to be healed of their plagues. Now, watch this. And unclean spirits... When they saw him, fell down before him. These are demonic spirits, unclean spirits, sexual demons. They fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. <laughs> now, many preachers will twist this around. Many preachers will tell you that it don't matter if you believe on Jesus Christ, you still can go to hell because... Even the demons believe. No, 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 baby. They ain't what that Bible. They ain't what that Bible saying. They ain't what that saying. The demon can't be saved. <laughs> but what he's saying is, here's what the here's what the revelation in that is. When the when the demonic spirit come out of people and say thou art the son of God, here's what here's what the manifestation is. Here's what the revelation is. Every knee shall bow. Every knee, <laughs> even demonic knees, shall bow and confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's all it's all that about. But we don't twist it and say, oh, even the devils believe, so it don't matter if you believe in Jesus. Man, get up out of here with that foolishness. But watch what it says. If thou art, he says, that the, the demonic, demonic forces, thou art the Son of God. I want to show you something else. And he straightly charged them. That they should not make him known because it ain't y'all job to, you know. And not only that, hallelujah. Sometimes when people know who you are, they'll try to come and make a king out of you and try to crown you and different things like that. My mentor never even accepted the title. She didn't like to even people even call her different things. They just called me sister, she was saying. Woman got PhDs all over the place. Woman is known as I don't know what. Just call me sister. Here come folks that don't have half of the anointing and little pinky talking about call me uh, Archbishop, Doctor, Deacon, Doug, and all that stuff. All right, man. Whatever. Anyway, let me tell you something. Let me show you. Let's, let's, get, let's go on. Verse thirteen. Verse thirteen says this, and he goeth up into a mountain. Watch this now, and calleth unto him. He would that they came unto him. Watch this. This is a point in the Bible in Mark chapter 3 where Jesus is getting ready to choose his 12 disciples. He's going to ordain his 12 disciples. Now, I'm going to show you something. And I'm not really going to focus on one, but I'm going to read um, pretty much all of them. Watch what it says. He ordained 12 and they should be with him that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses. That's what we want. Father, we ask that. The power to cast out devils. That's what we want. We don't want to hang out with them. We don't cast about. Watch this now. And he chose Simon, whom he surnamed Peter. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, surnamed him Bernadurus, which is the sons of thunder. There's a reason for that, because the boys was wild. Now, let, let me go deeper. Let's go down see what else happened. Now, he chose a man called Andrew. And he chose Philip, and he chose Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Phineas, and Thaddeus, and Simon, the Canaanite. Now watch this. And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into the house. 
Listen at that. Jesus chose Judas Iscariot, the very same man that betrayed him. Why is that? Because we know that God is omnipotent. That means he's all powerful. We know that God is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere. And we know God is omniscient. That means he's all knowing. To be all knowing means you know the end from the beginning. To be all knowing means that you know what's going to happen in any and every situation. To be all knowing means that you know the past and you know the future and you know the present. To be all knowing is I know what you're going to do. I know exactly who you are. I know who your character is. I know what your flaws is. I know when you're going to make a mistake. I know when you're going to mess up. I know if you would, good, you could mess up. I know everything. So, why then did God himself, which is Jesus manifest in flesh, choose Judas Iscariot? If God already knows that Judas Iscariot is going to betray him. I'll tell you why. Glad you asked. Because betrayal leads you to your destiny. Habo Shekerabaha. I'm watching I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you see, Jesus' destiny was to come and down the cross. How you gonna get there? He's gonna get there through betrayal. See, some oftentimes we want to get to our destiny through something great and miraculous. Oh my God, somebody came and just dropped a million dollars off at the door. Somebody rang the doorbell. I walked out there, opened up. It was a suitcase full of money. The Lord is still good. Sometimes, a lot of times, your your um destiny is often um you usher into your destiny through betrayal. That's what happened to Joseph in Genesis. When he... um. Dreamed those dreams that how he was, his brother was going to bow down to him. How was that all going to happen? Well, his brother betrayed him. Sold him into the land of Egypt in Genesis chapter 37. David himself was betrayed. He was betrayed from, if you read 1 Samuel chapter 16 all the way to 2 Samuel chapter 10, you'll see he lived a life of betrayal. His own brother didn't like him. Saul. A man he trusted tried to kill him. Betrayal. And, and and David went on the run and did all these things. And it all happened for his destiny. You see Samson, the strongest man to ever lived. Samson, the man who didn't need an army. He didn't need no born arrow. He didn't need no sword. He didn't need an army of, of 5,000 men behind him. Or 500,000 folks behind him. All he had was himself. And whatever was in his hands became a weapon. Seven so so strong that he, one time one time he just took the jawbone of an ass and slew a thousand men, we believe. But Samson's destiny started when he was betrayed. He, he was betrayed by his wife and his best man. His best man slept with his wife. If you don't believe me, then read Judges around chapter 14. I think everybody gonna be in that scripture tonight. Yeah, read around Judges chapter 14. Jacob, Jacob, Leah, and Rachel, all that 
betrayal. Jacob was betrayed by his uh, uncle Laban, tricked Jacob into marrying Leah when we supposed to marry Rachel. And now you got you a love triangle because Jacob now is married to Leah and Rachel at the same time. But all that betrayal led to the 12 tribes of Israel. Because as a multitude, as a, the stars, if you can count the stars, if you can count the sign on the sea, so shall I see be. Listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, sometimes betrayal leads you to your destiny. Some of you right now may be betrayed by mother, father. It may be a cousin. There ain't going to be nobody you don't know now. Don't you forget that. Betrayal can't happen by somebody you don't know. Uh, some stranger on the street betrayed me. No, he ain't betrayed you. He tricked you. He ain't betrayed you. I'm talking about betrayal. Mother. It might be mother. Father. Cousin. Might be a father who wasn't there for you. Betrayal. Mother. Mother is supposed to protect you. But yet she had a boyfriend in that molested the kids. Or something like that. She didn't believe. Throw you off. Something. Who knows? Betrayal. Cousin. Stepdad. Uncle. Best friend. Betrayal. A spouse. Ooh, that's a good one. Pastors, sometimes in the name of Jesus, you can't get to where you need to be in your destiny until you've been straight up betrayed. But I asked on your day of betrayal that you don't be so bitter that you never serve God again, that you don't throw in a towel. Just know it just was part of the process to lead you to your calling. In your destiny in God. Some of you right now stand in cities right now that you would not be staying in is because uh wasn't because of betrayal. Some of you right now are pastoring churches right now. You wouldn't be pastoring because of betrayal. Some of you right now have degrees. Some of you right now in the name of Jesus made yourself a better person. Some because of betrayal. God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. 